Trailer Park! What do we do? Nathan, we watch trailers, five of them to be exact, and we gauge trailer by trailer whether or not we are worried or Nathan excited. I'm worried. I am excited. Holy shit, I'm excited. That's awesome. I'm worried. Some might call us trailer predictor professionals. TPP. TPP. You guys are buying into what they're selling, like a pedophile selling candy from a van, and you are already got your seatbelt on. Here comes pissy pants. I I gotta go worried. Sorry, everybody. Nathan? Yes? Andrew? Yes. Daniel? Can we get on with this fucking show? (laughs) Oh my god, that was amazing. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Special intro tonight, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for this episode, because this episode is special. This is episode 100. Yes. What a finale it's going to be. Sad Sack Studios has uh, forced me to accept... Uh, the reality, and that is that this is the 100th episode, and it must be celebrated with massive amounts of nostalgia as we move into the next contract uh, leading up to episode 150. <laughs> you mean season two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, season two. And guys, I just got to tell you, well, actually, first of all, let's go around the table. Welcome, everyone, to the Centennial. Amanda. Nathan. Welcome to the Centennial. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be the best episode you've ever heard, Cool Billion. Wow. Well, <laughs> uh, Chelsea, welcome to the Centennial. Thank you. Happy uh, to be here. Uh, intern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. And of course, my blood, my partner in crime. Daniel, it's the Centennial. How are you feeling? Nathan? Yes. I feel fucking great. This has been a long time coming. It has. I been. think we've proven ourselves and established ourselves as gentlemen of duration. I think we have as well. Uh, Another thing I wanted to point out, um, I've I've been doing a lot of research into our history for tonight's episode, and just something I wanted to say off the top was that we used to be happier people. (laughs) (laughs) Listening Has the show jaded us, Nathan? (laughs) I don't know what it is, but Something about going through the history has really got me in a nostalgic mood tonight. So tonight, guys, there's going to be a lot of, you know, random clips and and things digging into the past to show where we have come from, how far we have come. And we're going to be doing some... um, some shout-outs to things we used to do. So some of the things in tonight's episode may sound weird, like the intro music to the trailers may be the old intro music to the trailers. And <gasps> certain yeah, like certain things like that are going to be taking place. So I just want to prepare everybody. And also something we used to always do was talk about the number. So let's start there. 100. What do you got for me? It's clean. Nice and clean. Beautiful round number. <laughs> Hundo. Three digits. Mm-hmm. It's buxom. Benjamin Franklin. Mm-hmm. It's pure and uh, self-loathing. It is the atomic number I of... I already said that. <laughs> it is the atomic number of fermium. Mm. Yes. Uh, on, uh. The, on the only uh, scale that matters for temperature, Celsius, 100 degrees, <laughs> is the boiling temperature of pure water at sea level. Damn it, Andrew. We should have had that one. <laughs> oh, you'll also be another metric thing here. Um, the the Carmen line. Anyone ever heard of what the Carmen line is? 
<clears throat> no, is it temperature related? It is the line used to define the boundary between Earth's atmosphere and outer space. It is 100 kilometers above the Earth. Mm. Oh, but like how many miles? Where? Like <laughs> A religious Jew is expected to utter at least 100 blessings daily. Seems racist. That seems excessive. That would take me all day. <sighs> yeah, I mean, how do you t- have time to do anything else? Yeah. And when we, when we say that the, as human beings, we can, well, like, if we think about our life extension, we think 100 years, right? Mm. That's true. Well, I think 60 is. <laughs> I mean, we all think we're going to die in our 60s, but we all assume that's on like a 100-year life scale. Wow. Okay. Right? No one's going around thinking, I'm going to be 120. Right, like if you made it to a hundred, you did it. You won. You did it. You like you beat the game of life. You get to go to super heaven. <clears throat> That's true. That's is that true. How that works. Yeah, heaven plus. <laughs> what if there is a heaven plus? Premium yeah, subscription. The Carver <laughs> men all make it there, obviously. Premium heaven. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no you, commercials. Do you want? Do you want just basic entry level heaven? <laughs> Or do you want like to up- platinum membership to Hulu? <laughs> do you want to upgrade? No, when you first get there, they sign you up for a points card, and you have to work your way up. Yeah, your tier points. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh by boy. giving blessings, a hundred a day. Like, what's the standard package look like? They just point over at intern, like, oof. <laughs> better get to work. <laughs> That's basically hell. Well, you know, it's a small place in my heart. Just kidding. They'd immediately go, "How'd he get in here?" Yeah. <laughs> what? Now the intern just did on, something. Get the broom. <laughs> intern did something just now. He self-deprecatingly um, discussed uh, dying young, I believe, which calls for a historic clip. Okay. <laughs> I go. I'm good. Yeah. Find out in a couple weeks. Feel positive. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. If I don't get it, I, whatever. Yeah. I'm still, again still gonna kill myself at 35. Right? Yeah. Not changing the game plan. Like... Hey, you gotta keep, gotta keep your goals. Twelve more months. <laughs> I'm still gonna slip my wrist in the bathtub on my birthday. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's the best part about that clip is that basically Daniel and Nathan spoke for the intern the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing's changed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although I do believe is that a broken promise? Yeah, are you more than thirty-five now? Ooh. That's true fact. Oh shit! Oh. That was a nice grab. That was a nice grab. Another thing that uh, Amanda mentioned uh, right off the top there was that this could be the best lineup that we've ever had, and that's also something. That's quite nostalgic, that there's been many times when we've made those kind of boasts, haven't we? And we've been right every time. In fact... An intern has gone back and found out just how many times. <laughs> we've we've said it so much that uh, Sadsack put together a little mashup for us, if uh, <laughs> if you'd like to hear the, the best lineup ever mashup. The best lineup of best lineups? Absolutely. When Sadsack Studios first brought uh, tonight's lineup down... And, and showed me the preliminaries of what we would be doing tonight, my heart skipped a beat a little bit. This could be the greatest, most exceptional lineup that we've ever had ever on Trailer Park Podcast. Is there a word better than best? I get it. I know what, you're, I know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> tonight, Daniel, there are lineups that have been boasted about in the past. But I don't think that those things were said with the right amount of vulnerability. And tonight, I think that this lineup is stronger. Jesus. Mm. We have before us what could be the greatest lineup that we have ever experienced. You know, I knew that. I knew when I woke up this morning. 
I knew that this was going to be the best lineup that we've ever had. <laughs> so I'm just reading a press release here from Sad Sack Studios right now. It says here that this is the greatest lineup that we have ever had. Before. Okay, now we don't say this very often. On tra- <laughs> <laughs> the greatest lineup that you will ever witness as a member of this podcast. In the lineup into which all of you shall be bequeathed. And I'm not fucking around this time. This time it is serious. Tonight could be the greatest lineup, pound for pound, best lineup we've ever experienced before on Trailer Park Podcast. Wow! Well, I like a good pound. Uh, Sadzak has, <laughs> has issued a few statements, Okay. Okay, here we go. Best show ever. Uh, um, this lineup will change your life, yeah, and so, you'll punch a baby. And uh, number 80 means harmony. <laughs> <laughs> punch a baby. <laughs> Why did I say that? I don't know. It's kind of in the vein of, like, it's so good, make you slap your mama. <laughs> oh, yeah, good times. Good stuff. Uh, Daniel, did you prepare, uh, did you manage to prepare a... Uh, a, uh, uh, episode 100 centennial blowout sexual position by any chance? The sex, I mean, the sexual position of all sexual positions. Uh, more because it's a sexual event. Uh, it's only fitting for episode 100. Uh, the final sexual position had to have been a sexual royal rumble. <laughs> if anyone is familiar with wrestling, the rules apply here as well. Uh, one person goes in, two minutes later, another person enters. You battle to bring each other to orgasm. If you are brought to orgasm, you are out. Every two minutes, a new person enters until there's eventually 30 people all trying to jerk each other off. Or, finger diddle their buddy, will you be the champion? Sexual Roy Rumble. Sounds like a game I'd be good at. We're also no. bringing to Sad Sack Studios our new podcast, Sexual Royal Rumble. <laughs> Complete audio experience. Just nothing but heavy breathing and grunting. I thought it was a tag team, though. I thought you could like tag someone in. And like you could take a break, like if you were getting, you know, too close, too, too riled up, yeah. and you're like, ah, uh, if I don't tag out and bring in my partner, I'm gonna blow. I'm gonna blow. Right? Is that not how it works? You got to stay in. Well, in wrestling, it's a solo. You, it's you versus everyone else. Oh. But I do like the idea of tag teaming. I also like the idea of just ganging up on other people in there. Can you just run away? Can you just run? You can't run away, but maybe you like form a deal with four other dudes. You hold another man down and jerk him off against his will. It's the beauty of this game. So you lose if you come. Right. Mm. So everyone's constantly trying to hold back. So this this is like a big brother orgy. Yes. Okay. And like as in like an orgy full of big brothers? No, no, no. Like like the show (laughs) Big Brother. Like you're in a house. You get voted out. Unless you win. So, but you form alliances. Not just Big Brother, but like Survivor. Yeah. And there's like cutaways to yeah, little, to little a, interviews. There's a confessional room. It's just like Jersey Shore, really. Like there he was. He was just going at me. His hands were so soft. I almost lost it. <laughs> uh, 100. Wow. Feels a little impersonal to me. Well, it had to be big. It had, <laughs> it had to be epic in scope. And it had to involve all of us. There's right. there's a lot of intimacy that has come before this. And I just want to throw it out there that if anyone throughout tonight's episode says, uh, Nathan, I'm, I'm going to need a random sexual position, I have them. Oh. <laughs> oh wow. So you can just say, Nathan, you know what? Let's take a break here and listen to a sexual position. No problem. I got you. I can do that. Where did, where, where, where did they start? 
They start in episode 68. Okay, I knew it was in the 60s. <laughs> I think it's because 69 was looming. It's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, not, not, not hard to figure out where our mind was. <laughs> yeah, you could even say the number to me. You could say, Nathan, say, I need the sexual position for, you know. Hey, uh, hey Nathan. Yeah. Uh, 74 me. Okay. Uh, a 74 is where you're, uh, you and your partner, of course, are laying side by side on the bed. Um, and you are trying to incorporate the new sad sack fuckle knuckle, which is a sexual device, a toy, if you will, that, um, you know, when your partner just wants it up to the knuckle, fuckle knuckle. <laughs> of course, the intricate maneuvers required to properly perform uh, the elegant dance of the fuckle knuckle is uh, complicated, complex, even uh, therefore resembling a 74. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh, there you go. I was, was going to say an 80 since I mentioned it in the montage. 80. Here we go. I think an 80 is extremely obvious to everyone. So I'm going to need everyone to just gather around, come in real close, put your fingers over your earbuds and press them in real tight because 80 is obviously infinite anal. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I think it's right there. Who said fuck yeah? We're friends now. <sighs> Uh, Infinite anal, of course, being that you must be having anal sex from one complete bowel rotation to the next. So as soon as you finish pooping, insert penis, doesn't stop until the next time you poop. Infinite anal, pull in an 80. Go ahead, Nathan, back to you. (laughs) Back to Nathan in the studio. It's getting real moist out here. Anyway, shall, shall we move on? Mm. Uh, yes. Yeah. Let's talk about the intern. Ah, oh, yes, let's. Let's talk about the constant abuse of the intern. Let's talk. What? What? I thought it was camaraderie. Oh, right. Yeah, I thought we were friends. Yeah. Me. Me too. Obviously. Hashtag. I don't know. I mean, Sad Sack provided me with a mashup of. Uh, well, I guess you know they're they're calling it something else, but we could call it intern camaraderie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's listen to how this all began and how we've treated you. The intern, mm. yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, no, that's uh, <laughs> secretly become your title without your knowledge. Daniel and I have decided to treat you uh, like an intern. Yeah, intern no. sounds like shit. Well, to each their own. Gentlemen, how are you tonight, uh, intern? I am super duper. Super duper from the intern. Uh, Daniel, how's the lesbian radar treating you? Uh, don't ever come to me third again (laughs) (laughs) nathan were you worried or excited about spotlight uh daniel i don't know what to do right now i don't uh when you hand it off to the intern he can't wait daniel were you worried or excited chelsea were you worried or excited (laughs) all at the same time now this is what you guys are getting for calling me an intern over and over again (laughs) you realize that right can you wait for a second Talk out of turn every goddamn time. I thought that was you both talked, and now it's my turn. I thought we resolved this already. Should we start over? Yeah. Play the music again. <laughs> Andrew? Yeah? <laughs> I need you to back the fuck up. Fuck you, intern. Hey, Amanda. Hey, intern. Oh. Don't talk to me. And being the intern that he is uh, still hasn't managed to come up with anything to contribute to the show yeah I'm gonna go kill myself after this podcast so you were anyway yeah <laughs> nothing new uh, way to pull up the rear intern yeah 
Okay. Trying to bring some variety. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. The feminine perspective. Is it, is it... I feel like that was uh, something I should have put together a long time ago. Um, I agree. Okay, thanks, intern. Yep. I'm going to fucking poison him. I okay. thought you were going to kill yourself. Yeah, the breaking point thing made me concerned a little bit. That's for later. Intern, let's get you back to what you do best, which is what we tell you to do. Curl into the fetal position and die. Otherwise known as interning. <laughs> Yeah, you just give him, like, the tiniest nugget of kindness. <laughs> and he, I think it, like, sustains him for days. Like, gorges on it. I don't think so, because he just gets snubbed over and over again, no matter what. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever been happier than I am at this moment. <laughs> Intern, I'm going to need you to back the fuck up. <laughs> Forgot yeah. about that. That was amazing. Chelsea told me to go kill myself. What? Oh, I feel like we went real hard, though, during that one episode where he left. I, oh, yeah. I, I like that Sad Sack actually found the first time that we ever called him the intern. Yeah. That's, he that's was some real nostalgia. Not receptive. Mm. Yeah. No? And he originally tried to, like, not do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, one, I've forgotten his real name. <laughs> Apparently, it's Andrew. Yeah. We're both like, oh, right. And I, I, he loves being the intern, right? Intern? My last job application, I was writing the to start my name. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, right. I I think it was actually born of the time when he abandoned the podcast in the middle of the podcast. And as as punishment, we just started ragging ragging on him. No. No? No. No, You guys are just cruel. Mm, Okay. He's like that guy from Game of Thrones. That was tortured, Theon. Oh, Theon Greyjoy. Yeah, until yeah. he just lost himself, and they now c- he's just the intern. They cut that guy's penis off. Yeah, Andrew? well, and that guy, every time he has an opportunity to redeem himself, he just, like, jumps into the water. <laughs> oh, he's, he's our reek. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he interns. Yeah, I pretty much have an innie, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We keep his penis in a box, and whenever oh, he gets uppity, we point at it. Honey, did you see the, the intern's penis? Oh, wow. Look at him. Yeah, it's like like Howard Stern on a pair of balls. Yeah, he's like real angry and aggressive, but like a button. And real, like just surrounded by bush. Just yeah, like huge, so much bush. Huge Velcro-y bush. Yeah, real wild, like his beard. Yeah, there anyway, you go. Anyway. That feels like a clip. <laughs> like, a, like an acorn sitting on Silly Putty. We have a, uh, a, um, a nostalgic segment uh, coming up here on tonight's centennial Ooh, episode. Are we ranting? Let's do it. Uh, no, oh no, the the rant was left um, to the wayside, although... But can we play the music at least? <laughs> maybe later. Uh, right now we have coming up, this is a very old segment. There's not a lot of people that are going to remember this one, I don't think, but this one was called News and Notes. Ah, oh, yeah. That's what I used to do. <laughs> I remember the music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett um, have recently stated that they are getting penis facials. Hmm. I heard about, I saw her saying something about this on Ellen, mm-hmm. but I didn't investigate any further. Yep. Nickname given to a procedure that uses a special epidermal growth factor, EGF serum. Uh, it uses stem cells cultivated from the foreskins of Korean infants. Yeah, they're rubbing baby dicks on their face. Stem cells. 
Cultivated from baby dicks. Yes. Yeah. What does cultivated mean? That's like a good in question. a tea tree dish? There's like, hey, that's not how we do it. Put the baby down. <laughs> is this like a new version of pedophilia? That is it's nice like thing. removing yourself one step. Intern, do you want to get into that? Just curious. Hmm. He's like wiping it on his face and then <laughs> looks around and then slowly wipes it on his lips. <laughs> well, that's actually a really good question that's got me spinning right now. Um, how do they cultivate stem cells from foreskin? Is the foreskin removed from the infant before they cultivate it? I would assume so. Yeah, they just like throw them in the yeah, pile. I pretty... take it off and then they throw it in a petri dish. I don't know. I'm pretty just sure like you have of to other kill baby dicks, the baby, they, right? They just blend them up. Because hmm. the foreskin's no good. It doesn't have any of that youthful energy once it's removed from the infant. Mm. Well, you just gotta pickle it. This mm. has there been any backlash from this? It sounds some like some really like uppity <laughs> snobbery shit, right? I mean, it sure does. Yeah, I feel like a rabbi needs to be involved as well. It says that South Korea in particular is home to a large number of stem cell banks. That's weird. Yeah. Oh. And uh, lots, lots of baby dicks, apparently. Korea has a large supply of foreskins obtained during circumcision. Okay, so they're detached, which means you can get the stem cells from detached uh, foreskins. So there's nobody Q-tipping a baby. All right. Well, that's good. Just straight okay. right, straight just from like, a baby yeah. to face. They're like just throwing them in a blender. Making a little pate and I guess just jamming a syringe in there and pulling out the stem cells. Pretty sure that's how it's done. One more news and notes here for you. Come on, guys, it's fun. It is fun. Sounded like you guys are doing kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this one's about disgrace insurance. Huh? How much? Apparently, there's something called disgrace insurance on the rise. Um, it is to cover the uh, Hollywood production's sins and losses. It is designed to uh, cover losses due to sexual harassment, assault, drug arrests, and even murder by a cast and crew member. Ooh, yeah. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. Like an infomercial late at night. Do you finger an unconscious girl? <laughs> Call 1-800. I mean, it makes sense. I won't say who I used to work for, but there was a whole department that was dedicated to like basically creating new products, like new types of insurance for things that are like on the rise. And this sort of fits like all of this, you know, me too kind of stuff. And just like more, you know, light being shed on, on wrongdoings by people in positions of power. It makes sense that they would want to ensure that kind of thing. Or what if you like share a name with someone who's in the news recently that's done something horrible and people mistake you for that person? Hmm. Mistaken sure, identity insurance. I don't think the premiums could be very high on something like that. But uh, I yeah, like how it. do you price a thing like that? It's very mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. It's also interesting to point out, too, that this is in the same line. I mean, obviously, it's more, you know, towards the awful behavior side of it. But it's also in the same line as just insurance for an injury on set or something. Like, I'm sure that Mission Impossible 6 was... Uh, insured mm -hmm. and then when crews went down and they had to shut it down for four months there was losses that could have been claimed against yes oh yeah for sure well there you go so yeah. so there so, yeah nobody so. ever loses money in hollywood duh no yeah or does anything <laughs> really wrong <laughs> okay is everybody uh ready for a historical q a mm. wait no What's first first i need an 88 oh okay sure oh uh that's one that I don't have. Can I give you an 89? I'd prefer an 87, obviously. I don't have that either. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? 86. 
I don't have that either. Now we're going to 86 this segment. <laughs> That's actually like 86, 87, 88 is the section that I that I couldn't get. Fine, I'll settle for an 89. I'm sure I will be unsatisfied. I think that maybe there's a chance that 89 talks about the other ones. We'll see. <laughs> wow. That's fine. 89 is a, a sort of take on the classic. I'm not sure where it falls in the spectrum right now anymore. Is it like a 37 or something? Just classic spoon fucking. Just nice traditional Christian spoon fucking. But with the 89, it's like the uh, through the thighs, right? Okay, so no penetration into the vagina. Right. This is just through the thighs. This way, you know, any age. Are we using any lubricant in the thighs? <laughs> it's outer course. <laughs> outer, outer, outer course. Outer course. Outer course for 89. Well, Thanks for the assist, babe. I know, but as I suspected, I'm unsatisfied because my butt's too big for any of that. So, well, and I'm pretty on. sure that 86 was really good because it had to do with killing someone and then fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> it's a great one. Chelsea's favorite. Okay. Well. Uh, I'm going to offer up. 79 because I think 79 is pretty good and that'll and that'll really satisfy us before our historical Q&A, okay? I don't know. What a 7 and a 9. It's like a chubby person like fuck someone with a gun. I don't know. <laughs> sorry? I did not come prepared tonight. It's gun fucking. <laughs> I'm sorry. A chubby person fucks someone with a gun. Yeah. But like they're into it. Or Wait, into it like, in the way that they're the into it. Does the person have the gun or the other person has the gun? Oh, uh, now and... you're talking minutia. <laughs> Sexual minutia. Uh, and is also... the gun doing the fucking or is it just being held at gunpoint? Ooh, like is it just being used to like force you to masturbate or is the gun itself spastically penetrating? Yes. Or is the person using the gun sexually and is it loaded there's so many questions no, it's, 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 this is good a good sexual position inspires many questions is it, <laughs> it, it does it involve vaginal penetration or does it involve well with a gun barrel wild you can much go anywhere so the gun is being used for the sexual most definitely and if you're way into it if you're a hardcore gun fucking fetishist <laughs> you can't get off unless it's loaded I thought you would just shoot someone and then fuck the hole. No, and like right before you come, you're like, uh, uh, turn the safety off, turn the safety off. It's <laughs> dark. Mm, it is dark. Also a terrible place if it accidentally goes off. <laughs> so you think that's a fatal shot? Thing and you want a nice sort of gun, sexual gun scene, uh, Devil's Rejects. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Thanks for the reference. <laughs> I blame that on on all of us. Yeah. <laughs> like we could have just left it as I don't know. There's sex. There's a chubby person and a gun. Yeah. We took it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys used to like inspire me in the moment, but now I feel Amanda, like I'm just spotlighted. There are just so many questions. Um, well, I mean, a hundred. I was kind of expecting menage a trois. I was kind of expecting, uh, you know. The two circles being two girls and the guy being... A- you got a menage a 30. It's a 100-person sexual centipede. <laughs> 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 you want to clip that in? All right. All right. Historical Q&A. Nathan, there are some really important questions that Daniel needs to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
I told you this. I told you this shit was going to be happening. I, I warned you. Who did you warn? I warned you guys that shit was going to be happening. That happened before in the past. She only did it once. I put it to music. There you go. Mm, that was carefully crafted and edited from uh, multiple one-word recordings. No, no, she actually performed that. <laughs> All right, so we're going into the past here, people. All of these questions are inspired from previous episodes. So, uh, number one, from Trailer Park Podcast 38, if you had to have sex with a man, which of the following characters from a movie would you choose? Tonight we have uh, Robert Graysmith from Zodiac, uh, Dastan from Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, or Davis uh, from Demolition. Wait, what What was the original question? It's Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal, or Gyllenhaal. <laughs> they were different Gyllenhaals last time. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, tribute to 38. I, I, I Obviously would say, uh, Zodiac. Demolition. No, mm-hmm. he didn't love his wife. He's, he's so meek. You he can do whatever you want to him. The answer is Destan. You would have sex with that. Oh, yeah. Persia. Yeah, absolutely. That's he's a fucking prince. Yeah. And then we and then we follow this question with a Jake mashup. That's right. That's how we do it. Hey, hey, Jake. Hey, Jake. So there's never a time when you're not at least a little bit aroused by Gyllenhaal. I think I'm ready to put uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's penis in my mouth. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> I like Jake Gyllenhaal as an actor. I think maybe Jake Gyllenhaal win an Oscar. Hey, hey, Jake. Put your dick in my mouth, Jake. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. wow. <laughs> I got a little hung off of that. That was really aggressive. I like you when you're authoritative. <laughs> All right. Get your dick in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two from Trailer Pride Podcast 29. Would you play Russian roulette one time with one bullet for $100 million? Yeah, it's a win-win. Yeah, that's exactly what Daniel said um, on the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Originally, Daniel was willing to go one time with five bullets in the chamber. In turn, that's where you said (laughs) win-win. Yeah. Yeah. Win-win. Yeah. Consistent. Basically, Daniel has not evolved. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm ready to die at any moment. Intern crapped out at three. He sissied out at three. Daniel was like, no, no, I'll do five. five. I'll win-win. Here it is. Wait, how, how many times do you have to pull the trigger? Just once? One time. Just one time. Okay. So you're just either going to be dead or rich for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's a win-win, really. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Honey, do you feel differently now that you're married? <laughs> What's your insurance like? Um, like six Amanda, bullets? Sounds like a loaded question. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> Damn. All right. From well, that scenario, still women. <laughs> from Trailer Pro Podcast 44, would you rather have a vagina on your forehead or have a row of penises down your back like a stegosaurus? <laughs> Ladies? I'd rather have one thing to deal with. So you want pussy face? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Chelsea, you agree with that, PF? Uh, no, I want to look like a stegosaurus for sure. So a bunch of dicks. Mm, I mean, there's something cool about the look of it. I get I guess, that. Yeah. yeah, I just, I, you know, what if one pops a boner but not the others? <laughs> Maybe there, there might be an opportunity for um, a pleasure that I just don't understand right now. Hmm. Right. You'd have to be careful running <laughs> toward her back. Yeah. Like happy times massage parlor. Is that what we're talking about? 
Oh, that would make take a whole new meaning. Well, you need the whole staff to come in. And... I don't. I don't know if "careful" is the right word. I feel like you'd have to be excited running towards her back. Yeah, really. Yeah, you would have to be excited. And then, and how many are we talking about? How many also, spikes? How many dick do spikes? Do you have a period on your face? You do. <laughs> be real careful when you sneeze. I think Chelsea. I think Chelsea answered this question correctly. Jump the I, ju- gun. I jumped the gun on that. Nobody wants a pussy on their face. Oh, I do. <laughs> I want it lowered out of my face. <laughs> what's what's he doing? Uh, I think he's brushing his teeth. What is he? I, I hear it. I would be aggressively. Always. I hear the electric toothbrush in there. I don't... Who puts the toothbrush all the way into their mouth like that? I don't know. Well, it spins around and around and put on a sensitive. Okay. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but. Yeah, we don't know anymore I'd, either. I'd be working on yoga real fast. Mm. Uh, from Trailer Prep Podcast 42, would you rather be hunted by a family of backwoods homicidal maniacs or trapped with a few other people in an isolated Arctic facility? Uh, uh, easy, Arctic, Arctic facility, facility yeah. because you'd have to warm up with uh, limited clothing Jesus. to get warm. Jesus, and it's Andrew. always good to do that in a group. Yeah, and there's a very high chance one of those people that you're stuck with is going to be a black guy wearing roller skates. <laughs> right. That's. The I best. don't like being hot. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do we get dicks on our back? Oh, no, just just uh, Arctic facility, just uh, just just vagina faces, all that's available. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> just start bringing all these questions together. You'll be happy to know Look. that uh, all of you assholes answered the same way <laughs> back in the day. Tell us. Yeah. Here's the decision. It all boils down to: in one scenario, you, you get killed, and in another scenario, you get killed and/or raped. I'm gonna go with the just killed scenario. You just say, do you just judge backwoods rednecks and say that they're rapists? Yes, that happened. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, let's move yeah, on. But they I don't call it that. that. Let's move on before they I get They call upset. it lovemaking. I'm getting upset. What are you selecting? You didn't say. Yeah. Nathan backwoods homicidal making. maniacs. Yeah. You would? Yeah, because I can get into a vehicle and drive away from the backwoods. See you later, guys. Mm-hmm. No big deal. What if there's See no you guys vehicle? out in the Arctic when you try to go outside and run somewhere and freeze to death. Idiots. Or you get raped and killed. <laughs> <laughs> we were funnier back then. Or killed and raped. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of how it goes. Um, okay, here's uh, this is from Trailer Park Podcast 30. Automatically, okay, would you rather automatically crap yourself? Every time you meet a new person or cause the death of a random person on earth every time you fart. Random death. Yeah, random deaths, yeah. I don't like to be humiliated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if it's out of sight, out of mind. Am yeah. I killing somebody? I don't know. I don't know. Do I know that or is that just what you told me? Am I farting more because I know his information? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I fart a lot. Yeah, you would be, you'd be genocidal. Wow. There's a lot of people, Amanda. That's you've true. Got, we have like a population like, problem. Yeah. But I think I could wipe out like a billion people in like a <laughs> couple of years. You could take care of it, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Acceptable. Now just imagine we all had this power and only ate cheese. <laughs> no. Oh, Amanda's saying you would rather uncontrollably shit your pants when you meet a new person. <laughs> She's saying the alternative is that it would be mass genocide under her watch otherwise. <laughs> oh my <Yes>! god! <laughs> That is the best thing I've ever heard. Yes. Oh, it's like a newlywed show. <laughs> I know my bay. All right. From Trailer Pro Podcast 36, the first thought that comes to your mind when I say the following, updated with new information, Jake Gyllenhaal 
as Mysterio in the Spider-Man Homecoming sequel. Hey, hey, Jake! Uh, first thing that comes to mind is fuck Marvel. <sighs> uh, is that real? Yes. I haven't seen no. the first one. He's going to be Mysterio? Yeah. Well, it still says rumored next to it in IMDb Pro Plus, but there's like other news articles about it. It's That's like the corniest shit. Hell. Why? Mysterio is the corniest shit what? I've ever... No, it's the coolest hero. It's the coolest villain. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> Not the coolest villain. I like that he's going to be a villain. Cool villains. Come on. I, my first reaction is, yes, a villain. Yes. Right. But Mysterio right. is a garbage villain. What does Mysterio do? Is he like the Doctor Strange of Spider-Man? He's like the dome. He looks... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a dome head. He's got a dome head, and he's got lots of smoke shit going on it's gonna be super lame but what is he like what's his power uh he's changes stuff mysterious (laughs) right does that mean that he's like invisible no or can shoot smoke out of his hands much like much like this conversation he confuses you because he's a mystery right (laughs) because he's got a dome (laughs) all right are are you ready for this uh quentin beck aka mysterio does not possess superhuman abilities, but he is an expert designer of special effects devices and stage illusions, a master hypnotist and magician, and an amateur chemist and roboticist. Oh my god, he's like a the intern. He's a fucking charlatan. He is just a... like me. He's a fucking Morty. He's a cool yeah. human villain that does Magic. awesome, neat things. Smoke bombs. They're Stole not... my job. I should. Oh have my that god! Role. This is Spider-Man meets Now You See Me. Yeah. <laughs> and He's Nathan like... is into it because oh. he can't stop himself. Because homecoming is spark so poppers good. into my sleeves. Mm, Jake. Homecoming is so good. I you need to watch good. it, Amanda. Yeah, it is good. It's, um, it's uh, every time I turn on a movie late at night, like when I watched Thoroughbreds the other night. I like want to start homecoming, but I'm like, I think it's too long for me to like watch before I go to sleep. Yeah, you I and get. Daniel should watch it together. You should have date night. We should. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, he's such a good Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and the movies, it's really surprising. And you have to watch that one so that you can appreciate Jake Gyllenhaal in the second one. Especially since I heard Daniel recently on an old Trailer Park podcast trash the shit out of it. Trash, Did he really trash the shit out of what? At a homecoming? homecoming? No. He, he was like another Spider-Man. That was like it was like a news and notes segment. It was like this is happening in the future, and yeah, Daniel was a little like a reboot again. Ah, bullshit. Mm. Fuck that mm-hmm. or whatever. All right, first reaction to this: Ewan McGregor as Danny Torrance in a sequel to The Shining called Doctor Sleep. No. Fuck off. Nope. It's happening. <sighs> I'm Sleep. IMDb Pro Plus certified. The only ridiculous sequel that I'm okay with is Hamlet 2. <sighs> that has nothing to do with Hamlet. That's just a, a mockery. It doesn't, but The Shining 2? What? It's a mockery. I'm going to tell you what the synopsis is of Dr. Sleep from IMDb Pro Plus, and it'll help fuel the, uh, the intensity of this conversation. Danny Torrance is a middle-aged man drifting through America in order to shed his father's alcohol- alcoholism which passed down to him in order to forget the events of The Shining. After landing into a small Massachusetts town, and with the aid of a cat, he becomes Dr. Sleep. After meeting a young girl with the most powerful Shining Danny's ever seen, he must now face the demons of his past and the demons of the present in order to save her from a horrifying evil known as the True Knot. Yeah, that sounds bad. The True Knot? Like K-N-O-T? Yeah. Well, this is a book, hey? This is uh, Dr. Sleep is a book. By Stephen King? 
Yeah. He wrote a sequel to his, to The Shining, it and says, none of us knew about it? It says based on the novel. I don't know. Based on the novel by Stephen King. I don't know. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, when we were at the airport the other day, we saw like probably half a dozen Stephen King books that we were like, what are these? Yeah, but I knew that because I haven't really been paying attention for like 15 years. He but writes lots of I'm anthologies saying, now. Saying, and, you know. Yeah, he's just pumping them out. Yeah, honestly, I bet he's not even writing them anymore. It's true. You can literally just put like 40 Stephen King books into a computer and just have them like build an algorithm off it. Well, I mean, that that's not unusual, though. Like, I don't think Mary Higgins Clark writes books or Tom Clancy writes books. None of those people write books anymore. They did at one point, and now they just use a formula. And so I'm not really surprised that there's Mr. Darkness or Mr. Smoke or whatever the fuck this movie is. Uh, Dr. Yeah. Sleep. He's Dr. Fright. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's disappointing. I'm not interested. Not interested either, nor in the actor. Yeah, I've kind of moved away from Ewan. He had like his heyday, and I feel like it's mm, over. It is. His heyday is like all the movies that Hugh Jackman wants to do now that he's not Wolverine. They like want to be in the same movie. I feel like if they didn't get Hugh Jackman for that circus musical, well, they would have been, been Ewan. And, uh, Ewan McGregor would have been a better match, I think, for that movie. I agree. Actually, oh. now that you mention, well, he's got that Moulin Rouge history, right? That's yeah, a great movie. He's like as gay as you can go before you go actually gay. <laughs> he, <laughs> I like him in Big Fish too. That's a good movie. He's like got drunk with his friend. The cock came out, but he didn't put it in his mouth. That's no. Just if I jerk you off, will you go to sleep? You were the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Outcast season two, July twentieth. First thought. Is that extra cast? Yeah. Oh, that's all you guys. Extra cast returns. Yeah. Well, that's oh. the that's the proposition. Is does extra cast return? Do we embrace the reverend again? I, honestly, I kind of miss the reverend. Yeah. Right. I think that there's something to this. Oh shit. Pops. But the sheriff died. Hey, the actor that played the sheriff. I think they already they already filmed season two before he died, but he died. Oh, it, the yeah. black guy. Wipe that smile off your fucking face. Yeah. It's Wait, sad. no, that was from Blair Witch. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Daniel used to play a lot of clips throughout Trailer Park's history. A lot of silly-ass clips. Okay, so uh, the other things that I have here, uh, the blacklist on TPP. I just wanted to point out uh, a few movies that I can't believe they're not movies yet. Um, I'm shocked that these ideas are not movies. I don't know what the hell happened. Uh, One Fell Swoop, where a self-centered diver- divorce attorney's life takes an unexpected turn when he is guilted into spending time with the family of a one-night stand who dies in a freak car accident. Why not? You have a one-night stand, she dies in an accident, and you end up spending the... You think that's a bad one? That's uh, the big sick. Uh, nah. Maybe. Maybe that is kind of like the big sick. How about the Make-A-Wish one? We were all into that. A 14-year-old boy with terminal cancer. One last wish. Loses virginity. The uh, big brother character has to help him get laid. Huh? Oh, yeah, that should have happened. That should Oh, happened. by eventually having sex with him? <laughs> yeah. Why are you going there? <laughs> Listen, I tried real hard, but I can still give you your wish. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get it, but on the positive side... What just was that slowly one? disrobing... <laughs> What was that one that was actually made into a TV or a movie? Uh, there's been a bunch of them. These are the ones that should have been but weren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, about possession, a love story. In a seemingly perfect marriage, a man discovers that he is actually wedded to a demon inhabiting another woman's body. 
Mm, that sounds like my kind of shit. Well, it looks good. Sounds like garbage. And just a quick uh, few shout-outs here to a few games we played. Remember in 51, PG-13 or 14A? That yeah. was great. I remember yeah. that game. <laughs> that was great. I love that game. Uh, the suicide rate question in Trailer Park Podcast 47, where you had to guess the top five countries in the world for suicides. <laughs> a good Who time. was number one? Uh, it was like Gambia or some some African one. Only had a population of like four hundred thousand, and it was a ridiculous ratio to one hundred thousand. It was bad. It's a sad place. Uh, the rating description match game, where I gave you uh, weird descriptions and you had to match them to movies. The mm-hmm. uh, lame X Men auction. <laughs> oh God, I remember that. <laughs> where we we talked about all the lame X Men ideas, and oh, and all the questions about Daniel because it was Swiss Army Man, and we were talking about what Daniel's name means because it was directed by the Daniels. <clears throat> Snowden, right. traitors and treason, where we talked about all the traitorous and treasonous things the intern has done. <laughs> that's how he pilfered a bunch of files from Satsack. <laughs> the seven magnificent questions um, that tested your relationship when the Magnificent Seven happened. Mm, yeah. The did arrival. Nailed it. Magnificent Seven? Yeah, I did. Oh. Was, was intern did. Forgetful. Yeah. It was forgetful. Uh, arrival linguistics, where we talked about blocks and ox and isle affilification and how it meant valueless and how that's a word for the intern. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Or Is you guys. Is he even still here? He's not even piping up. Oh, I'm here. You guys remember. He was Synopsilist. You guys remember this one? Are you, you nasty? Yeah, it's good times. <laughs> uh, Harassophilia, the sad sack court of social justice where we dealt with outrage phone calls. That's that's the history, folks. That's that was a relatively new one. Yeah, that was actually. Yeah, that was on recently 94. Uh, before we uh, jump into the battle cry tonight and the uh, lineup, uh, does anyone want to hear another mashup? Yes, please. Okay. And we're going to relax our senses and we're going to take you into another place, into another universe. All. Um, Intern, why don't you start and Chelsea interrupt him? Perfect. I'm going to say that I am... Really excited about this movie, especially (laughs) because of the quotes. (laughs) Old Jimmy Bob. Old Jimmy Bob. Sometimes you have to slap a woman. A feminist. (laughs) This is what's going to happen right now. I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. When I come back, we're going to start this fucking thing. Okay, this is what's going to happen. Daniel's going to go smoke a cigarette. <laughs> I'm going to go get some more wine. And when I come back, we're going to start this thing. Probably. I'm wondering when my vagina is going to like shut down. You can't possibly just like keep taking poundings. Sean Connor. Good God, yes. Just Good like God. that. I'm excited. Do that. Touch that. Shuck it. Shuck it. Shuck it. He's sucking here and sucking there. And then before you know it, wild anal. I think it's too much blasting at my face and I'm worried about it. Intern, did you see Schenectady? Schenectady, New York. Schenectady. 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 Spell it. Suck it. I'm from Boston. SC, connect to the knee bone. Schenectady. Alright, enough of this monkey fuck. I can't speak Norwegian. Who do I call over there? Hello. Hi. No, 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 no,
exact accent you use for Swedish. For Swedish. It's because yeah. they're similar. In the last episode. Yeah, they're like exactly the same people. Okay. It's also the uh, international dialing code for Sweden. Mm. Hello. Let me in that Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> that wet Porsche. <laughs> oh, slap that Porsche. <laughs> when you say damp, do you mean moist? Moist. Sweaty. And moist? Panties. Moist. <laughs> <laughs> Unprofessional, right. and this yeah. is a very serious show. It is. It almost makes you wanna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Been talking to myself like an asshole this whole time. <laughs> I thought you guys were just ignoring me. He said right. something about getting on the throne, and I didn't know if that was like a poop reference. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah, he's taking a poop. <laughs> Except in the intern's world, it's like the, sh- the toilet's already full of poop, and he sits down and slowly <laughs> creeps inside of him. <laughs> I'm going to dominate you. I'm going to walk down the fucking alley and I'm going to dominate your ass against oh that God. fucking wall. You're going to dominate my asshole. I'm going to dominate your intergluteal <laughs> oh cleft on against the wall. Why down are your eyes closed? There. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm, picture, I'm envisioning it. Jesus. That was... The, you put that in <sighs> there? I, these were given to me by Sad Sack. Dominate your gluteal cleft. <laughs> Dominate you. You guys what? were so cute. Yeah, we were pretty cute. <clears throat> Good times. Sad that it's over. Damn it, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are there not? Are there like Chelsea and Amanda like mashups? Yeah, yeah where are there girl mash-ups? power mashups? Oh, it's just, um. Ooh, sad sack. You do not want to get dragged in this meat. Uh, I don't see. The girls carry this show. And we get no fucking credit wow. for it. The intern got a mashup and we didn't get a mashup? Well, we abuse him. Don't have to leave. Doesn't everybody know that this show is actually just about me? <laughs> yeah. That's the secret reveal in the end. I do. I do. Have, there is no one else on this show but the intern. He voices all of us. <laughs> I, I do have this. I'm I'm so happy that there's going to be a good action movie with a story, unlike a two hour and a, and a half car oh, chase. Oh, don't bring Mad Max into this, <laughs> this Jesus. Is, this is going to be the. I lovingly wrapped that for you. You did a fantastic job. Thank there's you. Uh, Santa Clauses. Wait, I. Please be what I think it is. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> oh. Is, it, is it Mad Max? Uh, I'm going to get to uh, shit on something. That was the intern receiving a Christmas present. <clears throat> yeah, that's not about us, no, asshole. it's not. I was trying to distract you guys from that line of questioning, from that narrative. Um, <clears throat> uh, did you guys want to get charged up here? Huh? I mean, we got to move forward. We might as well do the battle cry and, you know, watch, uh, watch some trailers. Right, well, the ladies are already pissed off, so why yeah, don't you charge I mean, us up? we've already been trade, so... Okay. Here's the... We know where we stand. Below the intern. Here's the celebratory battle cry <laughs> for 100. Ha, ha, ha.
motherfucking trailer park podcast. Good. 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 Trailer number one, trailer number two, trailer number three, trailer number four, trailer number five. Trailer park podcast all night long. Mm. <laughs> wow. You ran out of we trailer numbers. put together an album. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Trailer number one, uh, the headliner, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Oh, that's upsetting, actually. (laughs) Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom. Here we go. She's dragged. Okay, okay, come on. Okay. Are you okay? I'm okay. How many can you save? Eleven species. Blue is the last of her kind. You'll never capture her. We thought you might know someone who could help. A rescue op? What could go wrong? Hey, Blue. You know me. Come with me. You know you can't stay here. Back your men up right now. who proved raptors can follow orders. You never thought how many millions a trained predator might be once? They're gonna sell them. Not blue. They need it for something else. What is that thing? They made it. This is the most dangerous creature that ever walked the earth. I say we shut this whole thing down. Hey, girl. You think what I'm thinking? Genetic power has now been unleashed. You can't put it back in the box. If I don't make it back, remember you're the one who made me come here. I'll be all right. These creatures were here before us. And if we're not careful, they're gonna be here after. Welcome to Jurassic World. Nathan, worried or excited? Well, uh, I don't know that if any of you know this, but uh, Jurassic Park, sorry, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, uh, all of the dinosaurs filmed in the movie are actually 100% real. Yeah, this is a big turnaround from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, heavy animatronic usage. 
All joking aside, they are using more animatronics in this movie than they have in some time. Um, there's also the main beast that they've created here is called the Indoraptor, which means uh, indomitable thief. As a real Morty, uh, dinosaur black market trafficking going on here. Picturing some uh, some eyes wide shut parties, right, where they throw a peasant or two into the arena with a bloodthirsty beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they have sex. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is uh, the director's comparing the film to Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back and Star Trek: Wrath of Khan in terms of uh, being darker than their predecessors. Like, it's going somewhere dark, but yet they're still going to put $184 million worth of Fallen Kingdom merchandise all over cups and lunchboxes and bullshit. So, I don't know how dark it could really get. There might be a little bit of, you know, sell the uh, dinosaur to these rich people to blah, 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 blah. I feel like I've seen it before. I'm worried. Wasn't it also the Indomitable Rex? Was that the first movie's special fancy dinosaur? Amanda, worried or excited? Yeah, I know that it's traditional on this show to toss the first trailer to Nathan, but I feel like he just was like a mega cooler for this movie that I'm like (laughs) fist bumping to as the trailer is going. Like, I am fucking excited for this movie. Wow. One, it has the negative scale potential of Congo to me. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Two, I love everything about it. It's bigger. It's more ridiculous. It's got Chris Pratt giving lame one-liners. Also, we're super concerned about the raptors. Okay. Yeah, they're scary. They're yeah. mean. Whatever. What the fuck is in the ocean? Right. That motherfucker is the scariest thing in Jurassic World. Like, why are we not way more worried about that, like, mastodon in the water? It's going to be epic. It's going to be terrible. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to be pumped. The music's going to make me cry through my, like, ironic tears. Excited. I'm going full pissy pants here. Did you just call that large aquatic beast a mastodon? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. But I did say it. Okay. I think a mastodon is a extinct um, land mammal. But hey, whatever. <laughs> what know, was I thinking of? I'm thinking of megalodon. 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 Okay. All right. You what? know, I can't. I'm sorry, but I just I, I look. I see the lost world. I see. I don't know. I see a similar storyline as last time. I ah, ah. I can't get over my word. Amanda, I see you. I hear you. I'm with you. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> But you're going to go worry. I might actually the negative scale. I didn't even consider it because normally Jurassic Park is so close to my heart that I just automatically place it on the positive scale. Mm-hmm. I never realized it's negative scale potential. It's infinite. It is. <laughs> and the fact that they're actually using practical effects gets me excited, even though I'm not sure I saw it in the trailer like that. Scene That's where what he, I was thinking. He jumps through that T Rex's mouth. Oh, oh yeah. God, help us all. <laughs> and there's this trend that I've been witnessing in Hollywood. And I don't know what to call it except like the Joss Whedon effect or the like Nathan Fillioning or something like that, where the protagonist or the hero is just shooting one liners off in life threatening situations. <laughs> and. It's uh, it's it's called arnification. That's where they matter most. Sorry, artification. Arn, arnification, Arnie. Oh, 
Arnold. Ah, you gotta, you gotta go back to Commando. That's where that shit started. Yeah. So Owen Grady is not Star Lord. He lost. But his he head. could be. They are both giving the same quippy one liners when they're about to be eaten by dinosaurs. Thumbs upping? A thumbs uh-huh. up? I don't know. But negative scale quality? I was gonna say worried, and Amanda totally turned the tables. I'm excited for a negative scale Jurassic Park. Wow. Well yes. you gotta you gotta give it. I will bet I will bet almost anything that this will be a solid negative two. Negative two, or it doesn't matter. You're changing my mentality going into the theater. You're like, <laughs> you're you're widening the acceptance angle. Right. You're like, how how am I going to enjoy this? Plus, you're welcome. Yeah. We take can't... a take a couple shots before you walk in. You're gonna love it. You're gonna oh. love it. Everybody was laughing at that one line that Pratt said. The uh... I'll be fine. Yeah. That was actually a pretty funny one. That was one a good like, one. That was a good if one. If I don't live, just know that it's your fault. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you murdered me. <laughs> Plus, we have to consider how much Jurassic Park has done for raptor awareness in general in the world. Mm, that's an excellent point. Yeah. Like, Save the raptors. You know, our our door handle is mm. totally not raptor proof. Yeah, we just had our door handle replaced. It's one of those uh, those ones that raptors are really good at opening. Oh, it's like a lever. It's yeah. a lever. Yeah, it's yeah. a lever. So we're fucked in case of a raptor invasion. I think we should make the yeah. intern go last every single trailer tonight. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah, that sounds nice. Mm. It sounds nostalgic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll come in here. I, uh, babe. Yeah. I understand the negative potential angle on this film. Plus, it's episode I also, 100. I also feel like Nathan also took the words out of my mouth. By I think you and I have already discussed this as well, that this is very reminiscent of The Lost World. We're getting off the island. We're bringing dinosaurs to the public. But in The Lost World, there was barely any dinosaur in the public. It was all about getting that one Tyrannosaurus Rex to the mainland or to Manhattan or wherever the fuck it was. And he got like one scene of him trampsing through some kid's backyard. And that was about it. This looks like there's more of it. Mm. Love Chris Pratt. More dinosaurs in this Jurassic Park than any other previous Jurassic movie. Yes. There's a lot of dinosaurs in this. Which I, means I, more I see, negative. I see the negative potential. Raptor is like tiptoeing its fingers across the girl's bed. Um, I don't know. I, I don't like the, the female protagonist. Didn't like her in the first movie. Yeah, Dallas Bryce Howard is a is a downer. Yeah, and it wasn't because of whatever the heels situation that everyone freaked out over. It was just literally just her. Um, I don't know. I'll go excited for my bay. Thank you. We're going to see it in the theater anyway, so. Right. I'm already scheduled. This is already on my docket. <laughs> might, as, might as well engage it. Might as well widen yeah. that angle. Yeah, spread, spread those cheeks. Um, the first problem with these Jurassic movies is that we all now know that dinosaurs are supposed to have feathers. So it's annoying right away. If I want to watch a negative scale movie, I will just plug in Whoopi and watch Theodore Rex. Or Sister Act. And and I'll get my negative scale off. So I'm going to say that I'm Theodore Rex worried that this will be a negative, not negative, just zero. It'll be a zero. Yeah, I did. I did forget that they didn't have feathers, <clears throat> right? That's yeah. the most important thing. Yeah. Game changer. Well, Intern wants to live in the past and act like there can only be negative scale movies that were made 20, 30 years ago, and I'm not. I'm not willing to accept that. <laughs> what was that one? She's like Highlander. <sighs> uh, great start. Geostorm. This will be the greatest lineup ever. Geostorm. Minus- 
That's what I was thinking of. Oh, Geostorm was fun. Right? Negative scale. Andrew, Mm -hmm. shut up. (laughs) Okay, trailer number two tonight uh, comes to us uh, from Ben Foster and the director of Winter's Bone. It is called Leave No Trace. I've prepared for this. We had such a doctor's office vibe before. (laughs) All right. Leave no trace. Here we go. Thirty-five questions. Respond true or false to each question. Who taught you how to read? My dad teaches me. You're actually quite a bit ahead of where you need to be. I wake up rested and peaceful most mornings. True. My day-to-day life is full of things that keep me interested. True. I have nightmares or troubling dreams. Is your dad in the service? He was. Do you feel safe living with your dad? We didn't need to be rescued. Your dad needs to provide you shelter and a place to live. He did. It's not a crime to be unhoused, but it's illegal to live on public land. We have found an option. Are we gonna be okay here? We can still think our own thoughts. Keep pedaling. Look where you wanna go. School is about social skills, not just intellectual ones. I think it might be easier on us if we try to adapt. We're wearing their clothes, we're in their house, we're eating their food, we're doing their work. We have adapted. First of thousand, on the wall. Pick your things. Did you even try? Because I can't tell. Somebody said some speed to me. Where's your home? With my dad. I don't want to leave. Same thing that's wrong with you isn't wrong with me. Where are you guys headed? I don't think we knew where we were going. Intern, worried or excited? Oh, you passed the ball the wrong way. Oh, I think I passed the ball the right way. Um, I am very, very tickled, pink, excited. Is this the life you want to live, intern? <laughs> um, possibly. Maybe with uh, a little bit more serial killer aspect to it, but uh, but it's pretty close. No daughter, that's for sure. She'd be dead. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 Uh, no kids. No offspring. That's for sure. Um, I would. Uh, this was very um, quote persuasion heavy 
Talked about Winter's that, Bone a lot. I yeah. gave really me a, enjoyed gave me Winter's a bone. bone. As did Nathan, I believe. He told me to rent it. Rent what? Winter's, Winter's bone? bone? Yeah, it kept me up for like three nights straight. Yeah, I want this to do the same type of thing. Um, I don't like that there's a reference to Jennifer Lawrence with this girl. <laughs> we we um, looked at each other at that one too. Although saying that, Jennifer Lawrence's performance in Winter's Bone is unlike Her best. anything else she's done. Yeah. Um, and it was affecting. Yeah, but they already said Winter's Bone, and then they said yeah. Jennifer Lawrence again later. Right. It was unnecessary. Yes. I wish they left less trace <laughs> of J Law, but uh, I. We'll watch this in the theater if I get the opportunity. Excited. Chelsea? First <laughs> I watched this movie on a loop for 30 minutes straight, so I could feel nothing when I watched it on air. Um, that She was crying earlier when we were watching them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know what it is about that song or this movie trailer. I'm not broken in the same way as you, Dad. <laughs> it's goddamn heartbreaking. Am I ever going to watch it? No, never. But I'm going to say... <laughs> I'm going to say excited because what is this show if not a show about trailers and their effectiveness? And if I ever see this little girl again the way I see Jennifer Lawrence, then... Uh, Good for her. Uh, excited, but never going to watch it. <laughs> Manda? Uh, Chelsea's my spirit animal today because, yeah, like I was going to say worried and then and then she reminded me of why I should be excited. And yeah, there's something very moving about the trailer. I know I don't want to see it because <laughs> it looks so boring, but I'm sure it's well made. I'm sure the acting is good. The music is Effective. Effective. Sucker punch right right to your feels. It gets it it deserves some credit. Excited. Yeah, let me yeah, let me come in right behind you on that because I think that's about the only extension of my will that I want to get it give it is that it's the trailer is well done, music's effective, acting looks great. I just know overall it's gonna be not in the same vein as the trailer. Like it's not gonna have that same impact because it's going to be a feature film so i know i'm gonna be i'm gonna be bored i know this is probably gonna get burdened to me in the future if the burden list still existed but it doesn't look bad so can i say worrying i you know ben foster ben foster is a closeted scientologist that's why he's so good yeah that's why he's so good at acting scientologists are really intense people they're really great actors yeah they're really good at pretending to be someone that they aren't i I'll give it an excited. I'll give it credit. I'll give it credibility. Excited because I don't want to see it, but it doesn't look bad. Okay, we're gonna play a little game. This what? game is called "Where Is Mom?" <laughs> Where's Mom? Dead in the woods. Where yeah. is Mom? That's the secret he has to keep from his daughter. That's what? why he doesn't want to go back to society because he'll figure it out. What have they done to Mom? <laughs> it's a valid question. Maybe she died during birth. That's a classic. I don't know. I, ben Foster is slowly becoming, I mean, he's too ugly to talk about in a Jake sense, but he's, mm. he is a devastatingly effective actor with like side characters. Like you remember him from 30, what was that 
Vampire one? 310. Yuma. 310 30 Days and Nights or something? Yeah, the the weird uh, stylistic vampire one where he was like the stranger who was losing his mind inside that cell. And then 310 to Yuma, he was the crazy like sidekick, gun-wielding outlaw guy that was fucking nuts. And, uh, Hell or High Water? Hell or High Water, he was the crazy brother that had all that intensity. You he's know, got fucking intensity. But he's hot, though. He's not that hot. Yeah, but there's something about him. Okay. It's like, about him that's sexy for sure. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he'd be one of those like prankster hobbits, those like brother hobbits in like the porn version of Lord of the Rings. Wow. What? You just ruined everything. What? Okay. Who's the guy from well, Jurassic Park? What do you mean who's the guy from Jurassic Park? The funny guy. They're screaming <laughs> and yelling and oh, then Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum? Yeah. Oh. He's in the same arena as Jeff Goldblum. I don't know oh. why I find him attractive, really? but I do. I find him to be similar to, like, Michael Shannon. Mm. Yeah. He's hot, too. Intensity. Good Ug- point. Ugly but intense. Sounds like, good. So, like, so ugly or hot, yeah. Yeah, but Michael Shannon, I get what you're saying, but, like, wouldn't you be afraid to have sex with Michael Shannon? Yes. No, yeah. I'd be a sandwich for those two guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I feel like all Michael Shannon sex is rape. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Now, this movie's raping my emotions. And uh, I think uh, I am going to watch this movie probably. I may not get all the way through, but I'm going to get farther than both Amanda and Chelsea. And Daniel. Yeah, well, Daniel will never watch this. Unless unless he's right and we, we wipe out the burden list and start fresh. It'll start with Winter's Bone and Leave No Trace. He's seen Winter's Bone. <laughs> One right, Daniel? No. Right? Doubt it. I'm excited. I'm emotionally raped excited. What about the intern? He went first. What? Yeah, I snuck it in there. Yeah, Daniel like did something weird. I don't know why he did that. Sorry, sorry. I remember now, but I was shocked for a second. <laughs> no, I think he I was, was right. He, he was, I mean, intern was taken off guard. He mumbled a lot. He went um like 20 times. But, you know, <laughs> it, it came through that he was excited about it. Okay, so trailer number three. Uh, the Centennial episode, the Fulcrum, you all know our history. Well, the Centennial uh, episode starts a new mandate uh, in regards to mandatory genres being placed here and there. I feel like we we should be turning the page with these things as well. I've already authorized it with Sad Sack Studios. Tonight we're going to be doing an animated movie in the Fulcrum position. I don't... Uh, how could you possibly have sent this up the chain... <laughs> without my (laughs) co-approval. Calm yourself, chili pants. We have a horror movie for you. It's uh, directed by Lars von Trier. It's uh, called The House That Jack Built. Mm, The House That Jack Built. Here we go. Your house is a fine little house, Jack. Are you allowed to speak along the way? I was thinking there might be rules. Let me put it this way. Very few make it all the way without uttering a word. But do carry on merrily. Just don't believe you're going to tell me something I haven't heard before. That was maybe a mistake. What was maybe a mistake? Me getting in this car with you. You might as well be a serial killer. Sorry, but you do kind of look like one. 
Some people claim that the atrocities we commit in our fiction are those inner desires which we cannot commit in our controlled civilization. So they are expressed instead through our art. I don't agree. I believe heaven and hell are one and the same. The soul belongs to heaven and the body to hell. think about all the things I've done in my life without in any way resulting in punishment. All right, Daniel, you worried or excited about the house that Jack built? I am excited, very excited, because it's been a while since uh, Lars von Trier uh, has done some straight-up thriller, horror, creepy shit like this. He's been off doing weird two-part and three-part series on sexual uh, promiscuity and internal depression and blah, 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 blah. So we know a couple of things just from this being made by by old Lars. Uh, it's probably going to be a little long. Mm. I assume uh, two and a quarter, probably. Am I close? Two hours, 35 minutes. There you go. Two and a half. Yeah. Ooh. So it's going to be long. We know that. But it's going to be fuckballs crazy. <laughs> On top of that. Also, uh, Lars has a very keen grasp of how to be poignantly violent. And I can already see that present in the trailer. And I can promise you in a two and a half, an hour, two and a half hour movie, there's a lot more hidden in there that we weren't shown. Matt Dillon, just as a person, as an actor, as a physical human being, is off-putting to me. So it's perfect <laughs> that he's cast in this. Especially with the weird, like, Dahmer sort of imagery they give him with the big old glasses yeah. and the, like, flicked hair with the old-timey suits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All that's very disturbing. Uma Thurman, in the same vein as Matt Dillon, is an off-putting-looking actress to me. Um, this is why I like Lars, because in between all this cool shit's going to be a bunch of pretentious uh, wind instrument music <laughs> uh, playing over rain. Uh, all that's going to be in there and we're all going to roll our eyes at it. But the rest of it is going to be bonkers. It's going to be violent and everything's going to make you feel uh, mildly uncomfortable to extremely uncomfortable. And I'm down for all that excited. Amanda. Oh, honey, I'm excited to see this with you. I, uh, I'm going to mark myself excited. There are some talking points I want to get into though. One, Matt Dillon. I agree with you that he is an off-putting person physically, but uh, is he a strong enough actor to carry a two and a half hour movie? Like, is Matt Dillon good enough for that? I'm not sure. I don't know that he's ever been afforded that opportunity. We'll see. Um, I also, from the trailer, could not place this film in time. Right. I think what it's like early it, 90s. Is it? That's I thought their I car guess. was like super old-timey looking. Early 80s? And they're, no, like way older than that. Nathan, can you give me a, a time? Um, just so you're aware, I'll do this here for you. What what time is Morty it stuck in? Jack, a highly intelligent serial killer over the course of twelve years and depicts the murders that truly developed Jack as a serial killer. It takes place over twelve years, which might be why you can't place time. Hmm. 
Maybe it goes from the 70s into the 90s. But it doesn't 90s. look like 70s to uh-huh. me. It says, yeah, USA in the 70s. Okay, okay. Okay, good. Well, okay, good. Because that is exactly there. when serial killers became a thing was in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's when they could get away with it with that much ridiculous. Because that's a big part of this movie is uh, it's like a piece of art attributing to massive ultraviolence that you can just get away with. He's like screaming out his window saying, does anyone, nobody cares. Go ahead and scream if you want to. Nobody gives a shit. He drags that body and the rain comes down and washes it away. There's some sort of artistic, like it's a serial killers get away with it because no one cares because society's complicit. Like that's kind of. And just incapable of like noticing things. (laughs) Um, And for that reason, I'm, I'm excited. I've gotten into the last podcast on the left, which I'll just go ahead and plug, even though they give zero fucks about us. <laughs> They're a much more successful and amazing podcast, but... Uh, sorry? Wow. Whoa. We have yeah. millions of viewers, yeah. man. Did you forget about the cool billion <laughs> all of a sudden? Wow. Uh, but they've gotten me into this, into the genre of, of serial killers and, and creepy sociopaths and, and that kind of thing, and so I'm I'm super excited. I hope that Matt Dillon can carry my passion for this film. Yeah, we actually had a segment um long time ago in an old episode where we talked about uh Lars von Trier as like a grab bag item uh, coming out with this and the idea of Lars von Trier, Antichrist, Dancer in the Dark, Melancholia, the idea of that guy taking on a serial killer and following a serial killer around over a 12-year period while he gets away with shit is you got to check it out. It, yeah, you have to. Yeah. Yeah, no. You don't. And I won't. <laughs> Uh, uh, just no uh-huh. I don't that scene uh-huh. where he lines like five people up with a shotgun uh-huh. I don't want to fucking see that shit more like a high powered rifle to me sure a scope on it yeah do you think it'll make it through all five heads I fucking doubt it he's gonna have to kill someone with a hatchet in that scene especially if it's in the 70s you think there's a weapon that gets a bullet through five, five skulls heads? Yeah. it's probably person two or three hey. that's just gonna be half alive yeah. hey in the <laughs> 1930s uh indiana jones could easily shoot through three bodies <laughs> that's true no that's true. Yeah, he's making a good point fact that's a good true point. fact that's true fact <laughs> Just, it's all appealing in the trailer, but I cannot sit down and watch two and a half hours of like madness and violence and clitoris clipping. I can't, and I won't. Or bludgeoning an erection with a dumbbell and then ejaculating it to a bloody climax. I can't do it again, Daniel. I'm worried. <laughs> and then taking that barbell and shoving it through his open wound and locking I said it I was his. done, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Scissors, cutting clitorises, intern. Fuck you. Oh, I don't think there's going to be any penis smashing and clitoris cutting in this house that Jack has built. Hey, don't bring me down. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I it's like I am say, intern. So excited. It's like I say, intern, and Eeyore walks in. Yeah. This movie at Cannes <laughs> was booed. No, it wasn't. For eight minutes. I didn't. I didn't read that it was. You booed. know how you normally get the clapping for eight to twelve to twenty minutes. <laughs> This was booed, and people didn't stop. I want to watch it so bad. I read that people walked out condemning it for its shocking and extreme violence. Good. But Lars, everybody hates Lars at Cannes anyway. They kicked him out. They banned him as a persona non grata for seven years after his... uh, For what? After his comments, after Melancholia's panel, he started talking about Nazis. Like what? You want to hear what he said? Yeah. 
Okay. Well, I'll fucking show you what he said. Don't fucking call me on stuff. I'm prepared. Okay. I thought I was a Jew for a long time and was very happy being a Jew. I, I know I really wanted to be a Jew, and I, and then I found out that I was really a Nazi. What can I say? Um, I I understand Hitler. But uh, I, 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 I think he did some wrong things. Yes, absolutely. But 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 I I, I can see him sitting in in his bunker in the end. I think I understand the man. I am of course uh, very much for Jews. No, not too much because Israel is a pain in the ass. But uh, still, um, how can I get out of this sentence? Well, on the, on that very very strange note, I'm afraid our time is up. <laughs> Thank you very much, you all, for being here. Oh, Lars. Oh, Lars. He just is an understanding man. It's a Kirsten Dunst just being like, oh, fuck, buddy. You're done here for a while. That's what happens when you're like an artist and on drugs, and then all of a sudden you're trying to explain a complex thing in a crowded room. <laughs> How do I get out of this sentence? Yeah. Banned. Seven years. And then wow. seven years later, he's back with a film that offended everybody. That It played out of competition anyway. They didn't even let him in the competition, but they let him screen the movie. So. Right, but is he just an old weirdo? Like, has he banned Jews from being in his films? No. Does he hunt down Jews? Or no. does he give money to Nazi parties? Or no. he said he was making a joke, and it was a bad joke. And he tried to get out of it, but he fucked himself so right that's what that's what it seems like yeah. it seems Seven like a real years. awkward situation and a bunch of pretentious film folk got fucking pissed off and now the guy that makes creepy disturbing imagery that lasts with you for the rest of your life isn't allowed back <laughs> into a contest where the medium is film and imagery that's supposed to last with you for the rest of your life hear that hear that cans go fuck hear yourself that? Cans? Yeah, we want to yeah. see clitorises cut with scissors. Yeah. Uh, in front of our face. Don't say it, Chelsea. <laughs> if we don't say it out loud, we will forget it. Yeah. And if you say it out loud, you might get clipped. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm obviously excited. This is Lars von Trier. It's going to be fucked up. I don't know about the two hours, 35 minutes. I'm worried about the length. Yeah, that's intense. But maybe I could watch it in a few sittings. A lot of pictures of deers yeah, and lions. They did that shit with Antichrist, too. Antichrist yeah. was surprisingly, I, I went back and checked, surprised to find out that Antichrist was like under two hours. That that shit felt like it was two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, I would have <laughs> banked on it being two and a half hours. It was under two. Yeah, that felt like two and a half. This is going to feel like four. Yeah. yeah, it's like a 10 minute slow-mo scene of like a fox going through like flowers and then it, it reaches like a bloody dead bird and then it speaks in a low voice in English, like that kind of weird shit. <laughs> I think there might be enough like shocking scenes in this movie to just kind of keep you going. Like however many, how much like sheep and wolf imagery he comes up with in, the, in between, you'll get to the next shocking scene and that'll last you through the next sec- section of imagery. And I actually want Matt Dillon to just play his character from there's something about mary <laughs> like i thought he was a yes. serial killer in that movie yeah so it's perfect <sighs> already off the rails though like serial killers aren't this way like they always have like a shtick and this guy doesn't seem from the uh-huh. trailer to have a shtick yeah they do was it uh was it henry portrait of a serial killer Oof. the serial killer that, that 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 movie is based on his whole shtick was the only way to avoid the cops was to have no shtick no oh, that's fair that movie was intense <clears throat> Okay, trailer number four tonight uh, is starring Andrew Garfield, and it is called. It is from A24, 
Daniel. I'm worried. Uh, <laughs> it's called Under the Silver Lake. Under the Silver Lake. Here we go. You ask me if Come on in. I saw you spying on me earlier. No, I wasn't. See tomorrow? Who moves out in the middle of the night? Nothing strange about it. She wanted to leave. How does that not make sense? I don't understand why she didn't tell me. Maybe she didn't like you. Maybe she knows you're poor and haven't paid your rent. I found some kind of code or like secret message in her apartment. It means stay quiet. Our world is filled with codes, subliminal messages from Silver Lake to the Hollywood Hills. Could any of this be connected to Sarah? I know this girl. There's a message in the music. Really think you're gonna find a hidden message in a pop song? One, two, three. Can't quite see it, but I'm close. Honey, how are you? Mom, I'm fine. Mostly fine. Um. Why do we assume that all of this information is what we're told it is? Maybe there are people out there who are more important than us, more powerful, communicating things in the world that are meant for only them and not for us. Yeah. Oh, you think that's weird? A little. Welcome to Purgatory. Good to be here. You're living in a carnival, hoping to win a prize. What are you gonna win? Chelsea, worried or excited? This trailer takes a turn that I don't really expect. Um, but there's still so many, as much as it appeals to me, there's still so many ways that it can fail as a movie. <laughs> just like if the movie is just about him being crazy and it gets too abstract and too drug laden, then, you know, I'm out. Or if... In the end, there's not some grand conspiracy that he discovers, then I'm out. There's just too many variables that I can't control and that I'm unsure of. And although I like Spider-Man 2, <laughs> Peter Parker 2. You mean the, the, the second redux of, of yeah, the Spider-Man. Yeah. I, I think I have to be worried because I don't believe in this movie's ability to deliver it's the 20, ending. It's A24. Yeah, what have they done for me lately, Nathan? Yeah, didn't we... We did make an ultimatum recently. 
Yeah, oh. we haven't seen the movie yet. We haven't seen it yet, so we can't confirm. What's the ultimatum? Uh, Remember Hereditary? Yeah. If <gasps> Hereditary right. sucks and they don't like it, then A24 is dead to them. Well, and I've already been told by everyone that I know that has seen Hereditary, it's uh, trailer switcheroo. Hmm. The movie is not what the trailer purports. Ugh. What does that mean? Which is a pet peeve of mine. Mm. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. I'm going to come in here. Did you say worried or excited? worried mm, okay. on episode 100 Ugh. well i i think that there's potential here i think that uh, it could be fun if he goes down this rabbit hole and starts to kind of get paranoid and and, and kind of crazed by the stuff that he's encountering and then actually starts to run into like things that justify all of the stuff that he's saying and it turns out to mostly be true and right as it turns out to be mostly true she shows up and it has nothing to do with her and she's fine (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of where i hope it's going because i mean what can it do it's either it either goes the crazy route where he's crazy and none of it's real or it goes the other way where it is all real but what if you found a way to bring them together in the middle at the end that would be nice that'd be satisfying and i'm 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 kind of engaged by the trailer i I think it'd be pretty good what's with all the fuddy daddy here i'm excited well (laughs) conspiracy theories are fun but they have to be done right well amanda yeah i mean that's so i want it to go the way nathan is saying too i want it to be sort of a compromise but here's the thing a24 makes good trailers they make great trailers i don't know who they i don't know who they employ but they know how to hook you with a trailer and then give you a shit movie. It's about trust. It's about trust. And I. it looks cute. It looks fun. I, I, I want it to be good, but I don't trust it. And so I'm worried. Yeah. And I'll follow up because I'm worried in the same fashion. It's sort of like A24 comes out and there's like circus music and strobe lights and like people on stilts walking around you with their tits out. Some... Like woman is jerking you off underneath the table and you're just excited wondering where this is all going to go. And then all of a sudden, blink, everything's gone. You're just in a room by yourself, flaccid and bored. And that's a very A24 sensation lately. So I'm going to have to, yeah, the trust has been lost. It needs to be regained. Worried. Wow. Even though it's about conspiracy theories. Even, yeah, because you, you, you said it right. Even though this is more like what I'm into in my day to day life, this whole like concept of finding synchronicities and nothing i feel like it's not gonna match my own standards of what i find interesting in that subject matter so did you like it follows uh no okay it's the same writer director of it follows yeah i did notice that (laughs) but on the plus side he's also the editor of the 82nd annual academy awards okay wait let me change everything i just said (laughs) It's like a it's like a shitty salesman. Like, do you, do you like Samsung phones? No. Oh, because we have some Samsung phones. Did you know that they, they that they break easily? <laughs> also, they catch on fire. Yeah. Still no. Intern, are you worried or excited? Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> so Nathan and Intern are gonna go see this together. Yeah, we're gonna go see prove it us all wrong. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sit in a room and with our flaccid penises and be disappointed together. Maybe be fine you should go with on not ejaculating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, no, it's I, fine. I didn't really want to. The fun part was getting there. I'm pretty right? sure the it's intern. The journey. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the intern can ejaculate flaccid. I think. Uh, oh, but like real strong, like <laughs> super hard web throws, but wow. flaccid penis. We don't want to spoil 101, right? So let's take it back. <laughs> That's when we transition to a video podcast. <laughs> Click on the link. <laughs> <sighs> okay, five hole. 
five hole time. What's in the five hole, everybody? Well, it's a sequel. It's Sicario. Uh, it's a Sicario. Mario. Sicario two, uh, Day of the Soldado. Whatever the fuck that is. I mean, soldier. Day of the soldier. Sicario 2, Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> Here we go. I know who you are. You're the attorney whose family they killed. Not they. My father. Montelos. <laughs> And now you hunt them. Adios. There's proof the cartel helped the terrorists get to the border. The president's adding drug cartels to the list of terrorist organizations. You can understand how that will expand our ability to combat them. You want to see this thing through? I'm gonna have to get dirty. Dirty is exactly why you're here. You're gonna help us start a war. With who? Everyone. No rules this time. cartels not with the mexican government this girl was witness to the mission correct yes sir we can't risk her falling into the wrong hands clean the scene they want me to cut ties you gotta get rid of her i can't do that don't put me in that situation you gotta do what you gotta do I'm gonna need a strike team to Blackhawks. Drones with attack capability. Where's the coup? Mexico. You have no reason to trust me. But trusting me is how you're gonna survive. Good luck. Luck doesn't live on this side of the border. Nathan, back to you. Worried or excited? <sighs> Isn't this a sequel that nobody asked for? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sequel that uh, was greenlit like a month before the release of the original for some odd reason. Whoa. It's a sequel that I would never have thought would just have been called Sicario 2. <laughs> I thought it would have been called something totally different, and then they'd have to market it as being a sequel or a spiritual sequel. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting because there's there's things about this situation that make me say, yeah, no hesitation, excited. And there's a few things that, I don't know, that I can't even really articulate. Well, this just is... bother me that this movie... Like, I don't understand why Sicario needed a sequel, maybe. It didn't. Yeah, it yeah. didn't. Uh, but I will say that it's written by the same guy that wrote Sicario. 
Taylor Sheridan wrote this movie. And he also wrote Hell or High Water and Wind River. And he's been like four for four. So I don't, or I guess three for three so far. So I can't bet against him. Uh, Villeneuve was going to direct this, but scheduling conflicts prevented. I wonder if that's something that directors just pull out of their ass, you know? I uh, uh, scheduling yeah. conflicts. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to, but I just can't fit it into my fucking schedule. Oh, the oh, most did, important thing. did you say August 24th? Oh, um, yeah. Then they pursued. Then they pursued mm, Jeremy. Doing Syriana too. <laughs> Syriana too. That's a good example. Uh, they went after Jeremy Solnier as well, who did Green Room and Blue Ruin, but scheduling conflicts prevented his <laughs> yeah. involvement as well with his new movie, Hold the Dark. So uh, they went with a, an Italian fellow who's relatively unknown. He's worked on a TV series named Gamora, which I have heard a lot about, critically praised and all that jazz. I'm going to say excited because the first one was fucking awesome to me, and I know that maybe other people didn't enjoy it as much as I did, but I'm actually in into this idea, too, where the hitman turns on them and they come at odds with each other and there's a bunch of political uh and uh you know intrigue political intrigue going on in the background and that music will probably resurface even though the fellow died sorry rip joe johan and uh, yeah excited excited five hole excited <laughs> that, Chelsea? well um the point is is that this is a sequel that nobody wanted and that they obviously don't understand what made the first one successful. It's about Emily Blunt. Well, Emily Blunt was our portal into a world that was corrupt and that we discovered was corrupt in the first one. And in this sequel, we know it's corrupt and it's balls to the walls. I don't know if I... So we have to watch Sicario 1 before we go. I agree with you. Because <laughs> then we get the portal, we get the intensity of the world, and then we're ready to take that next step, balls no. to the walls, room by yourself, hard that's where i think hard. the disconnect is Not is classic. that i don't want more more guns more <sighs> violence more blah i don't want them to amp it up i want more of the original story i want more of the heart i want more of the There's uncertainty no i want more of the vulnerability i want well, all of what was in the first one if you're looking for vulnerability then we should be watching stronger Stronger is where you went for that. <laughs> you said like the steel magnolia vulnerability. There's a connection. I am gonna say worried because <sighs> I fucking hate Nathan and I want him to die in a fire. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan already went weirdo. <laughs> uh, okay. I did not love the first one as much as Nathan did or Chelsea. I don't think because one, it, the, the music was great. Really, it's the music, right? That's the only thing that stands out to me about Sicario. Like, it's the only, like, memory trigger I have is that it's a great sound, very foreboding, wonderful. But the only other thing I remember about Sicario is Emily Blunt being, like, a pussy the whole movie when she shouldn't be because she's a badass action hero. And she spent that whole movie, like, crying and being upset about what everybody already knows, okay? So I never loved the first one that much. I do love Benicio. I wish that he was in more things. And so I'm excited to see him again because he's wonderful and sexy and great. But yeah, I just, I don't, nobody wanted it. We don't need it. People that love the first one don't need this movie. People that didn't like the first one definitely don't need this movie. It's, eh, get rid of it. Well, Not interested, worried. I'd like to point out a little bit of hypocrisy there because uh, you're what saying, I do now? well, you said that Emily Blunt's a badass, yet you hate 
the movie that Emily Blunt is the biggest badass in. So, uh, well, I just yeah. saw a quiet place where she just killed a bunch of aliens. That's fair. That's fair. We're just saying that the Edge of Tomorrow requires tomorrow, a little bit more appreciation. Literally more badass than Tom Cruise. Sure, she is, but that movie's terrible because it's a Groundhog Day thing. Oh yeah. Well, that's her. <laughs> Not extreme. because of her or because of the action, but because of of the... your extreme irrational bias. I know. That's true. <laughs> Intern? Uh, so I recently watched a Vice documentary or Jesus. episode. And what? they were doing it on uh, forest fires and wine. And uh, they wine? used the music wine? from Sicario. And it was so unsettling. What? Because I was expecting there to be like Mexicans shooting people or Emily Blunt, you know, coming out. And instead, it was just about the end of wine. Just like balding <laughs> transgenders panicking over their crop. Yeah. Uh, I like the music. I like the first one uh, probably as much as Nathan. It's one of the movies I've seen the most amount of times since I've, in the last three years, I've seen it like five times. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this the benefit of the doubt. I'll uh, join Nathan. Hand in hand, we can do a double double feature under the Snow <laughs> no Lake and Colorado. Leave no trace. Um, oh, we're doing a triple feature. Leave no, yeah. leave no trace under the Silver Lake and uh, in Sicario too. And they're gonna be. Uh, did I say I was worried about they're, leave they're no be... trace? Oh, I thought oh, you did. Am I not no, invited? No, no. Chelsea said she was excited but wouldn't watch it. Oh that's yeah, right. that's right. That's right. Oh. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Okay, okay. Go on. Carry on. Uh, well, we'll do that, and they can go watch Jurassic World. You'll have more say... fun with us, Chelsea. I know. <laughs> I'll be say... there next Tuesday. This movie is totally unnecessary excited it is totally <laughs> unnecessary no one asked for this that's right no one asked for this that's why i'm gonna freak everybody out and say that i'm excited <laughs> uh, get out of this house because i had no interest in watching the first one and even after watching it and recognizing that it was quality and that it was good and well executed i had no desire to go back and watch it again but there's something about this one with benicio and cable and <laughs> There's just like this off, there's all this off the rails bullshit where it's just like we need you to get dirty. It's an all out fucking war against the cartel. Uh, shit right now involving Mexico and Mexican politics is insane. If you haven't taken a look at it, go look now. A hundred, a hundred, three digits, one zero zero politicians have been murdered by the cartel in the last two years leading up to all the different political uh, transitions that are going on in Mexico right now. They are they are one and the same. Mexico say, is cartel. There is no government. It is say, cartel. Uh, so this movie is like tied into current events right now. And there's something that just looks super violent about this. It looks like they're just like, yeah, we got a new director. Uh, we put some of the music in that you love. Uh, we cut out a bunch of like the long panoramic scenes of like desert roads where you can't tell if you're sleeping or having a nightmare. And we just filled it full of blood and guns. There's literally like <laughs> we're going to pan out away from cars driving down a desert. What are you talking about? <laughs> We've thrown in like a teenage girl for this like emotional factor. That's another thing. I didn't even get into it because I would sound like an asshole. But I don't need that. I don't need Benicio protecting some kid. That's just a snooze fest to me. Who are you? Who are you? That's, that's fine. If it turns out to be a snooze fest, I have no problem just getting up and walking out. But I had no interest in watching the first one, and something about this one piques my interest. So I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hey, 100 dead politicians for episode 100, right? That's right. 100 for 100. And about the little girl. 
It's about uh, it's about that she has no one else, Amanda. Okay, are you gonna? You gonna turn yeah. your back on family? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they prepared oh, the whole episode. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, cool billion, welcome to the roundtable for episode 100, the centennial. And I can't believe this has happened, but uh, he did it again. He oh my god abandoned no, he the show. He quit. He walked out. I, I mean, Amanda said I, I I asked her. Before this episode, what do you want to see out of episode 100? I asked her specifically, what are you looking for in episode 100? Amanda, what did you say to me? I said for the intern to get fired. You're fired. Intern, walk out of here. I can't believe he did it again. <laughs> After the absolute raising that he took last time. <laughs> Wait, well, actually, should we rehire him as something less than the intern? Should we rename him tonight? Ooh, what's lower? The Apprentice? Or, mm. no, that's kind of equivalent. Um, mm. The custodian. <laughs> the janitor. Mm. Mm. Is there something medieval? Ooh, like, like the pea bucket boy or something. <laughs> we'll have to put some thought into it. <clears throat> Maybe do a few thesaurus searches. Right, Ooh. like a, the, the chamber pot attendant. Right. Yeah, we'll come up with some good ones. And then we'll do a, a thing uh, next episode. Because there's going to be another episode. And in that next episode that happens... Because it's going to happen. We'll do it. Well, not, a... not only does he get fired, he is fired, <laughs> but he also doesn't automatically get, you know, the chamber pot made role. He has to interview for the various positions that he could potentially fill for no pay mm. and oh, Amanda, even less mm. respect. Producer right. credit. Mm -hmm. Can you properly dump this filth bowl? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to set up an interview process. That'll be the whole Q and A in the next episode. It'll just be about figuring out what his new title will be, um, and and going through the interview process. That's that's magnificent. Uh, uh, get with me when you're gonna uh, perform the interview process. I don't want to be in the dark. Mm. Oh yeah, no, I, I I will. I'll yeah, no, we'll have a little powwow. Maybe we'll uh, you know play video games together instead of alone. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so we are here at the round table to talk about, you know, whatever, whatever we, we want to. The burden list was a major part of this show and now it is kind of uh, falling on the wayside. Uh, there are some burden list movies to clean up, sure, but mainly the round table is now for us to, to just banter about things that we've watched, regale you with our witty charm, and then say goodnight. So anybody want to bring anything to the round table tonight that they specifically want to talk about? Yeah, let me just get this out of the way first so that we can get to the things that we really want to, that we really want to talk about. Uh, I did attend to the burden list, uh, as you so naughtily discovered <laughs> with your spying on my internet activities here in Garland, Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I was thinking, what's more gentlemanly than mm -hmm. watching a movie off of my burden list? And that's watching a movie off of Nathan's burden list. <laughs> 
I watched Laser Team. Oh, you you'd never seen it? I've never seen it. Mm. I've seen I half, watched it. I've seen half of it. I haven't seen the other half. Yeah, I have like 20 minutes left. I couldn't fit it in quite before we got to the show. <laughs> but I will say this. I was horrifyingly worried in the first like 10 minutes. I was like, oh no. The humor was like just off enough to where everything should have been funny, but it wasn't. It had that like cheap, I can tell YouTube red put this together as one of their debut feature films. But something about that movie as it goes on, even though everything is so stupid and subpar, I found myself gelling with it a little bit. And I caught myself laughing out loud quite a few times once you start to get into the meat of the, sh- of, the of the movie. That said, it's still super fucking stupid and at times even eye-rolling. But I don't know. I found myself enjoying it more than I thought. Can I say that it's good? No. But was I surprised? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch the rest of it, um, obviously. I have to take it down off the burden list. I have to be a gentleman, watch movies on my burden list, and take them down off my <laughs> burden list. Um, I'll, I want to mention that uh, Chelsea and I uh, went uh, on your recommendation, Daniel. We went and checked out uh, Altered Carbon, mm. and mm-hmm. we're actually almost finished uh, season one. It's a great TV series for couples to watch together actually oh why is that it's amazing because it's a love story at its heart is that why no that's just a dig it just oh. uh brings people together yeah you you watched it without her she made a point of calling you out about that and we watched uh, it together and we enjoyed it as a couple wow. i didn't even remember that i was upset way to <laughs> expose our cards right off the bat nathan <laughs> i'm not good at that no. i'm really not good at that <laughs> no it's apparent. Well, he didn't even remember anyway. He'd be like, oh, why is that funny? Oh, is that what happened? I don't even know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did fuck over my wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's actually a bit too convoluted and intense for me. It I'm is not, pretty convoluted. Well, like, you're like swapping bodies constantly and like <laughs> technology and time doesn't matter. Yeah, it's all very... It's bizarre. That's some really interesting concepts, though. Yes. Yes, that's what I found most fascinating yeah. was the, where you could take this sort of universe. Yeah. They, 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 they elevated a couple of times. For the most part, yes, you're right. Convoluted is a good word for Alter Carbon. But there's a few times where I'm just like, holy shit, I never even thought about that. Yeah, they do that. Yeah. No, I, yeah, and that's the best you can hope for with sci-fi, really, is to explore uh, all of those ideas, like, really fully and really get into it and and do it well with a big budget and you know maybe in season two watch it with your loved one that's basically <laughs> yeah how nice would that be yeah, um, anybody uh, feel like a sexual position yeah let's do uh 82 82 is sensual i feel like the last few have been very forceful this one you're going to want to take your partner uh let's go with a male female situation just for the sake of the example um you're going to want to be sitting Indian style on the bed if you're the male. The female, of course, will mount you on top. You'll fully penetrate as deep as possible and not without moving. Stare each other in the eyes and coitus cannot end until both of you have come. No moving. <laughs> Cannot break eye contact. <laughs> uh, put it like it's because it's in uh, Canadian Independence Day. Uh, put it in a patriotic context. Uh, let's say, what is that, 82? The female is the eight. Looks like boobs. Let's make that Canada. Um because it's also going to be July 4th soon for America. Let's make the two America, the man. Um, so 82 is about America and Canada loving each other. Yeah. So intimately. Yeah. I feel like there's been some bitterness lately. Moving. And I want, I want America and Canada to embrace in a deep, unspastic, loving 82. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was sweet. That was sweet. 
sweet. Can yeah. Canada Independence Day? Nice. I I actually forgot about a little game that I had planned. Do you guys want to play a little game? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's called putting words in our mouths. Uh, how did Daniel describe the intern in Trailer Park Podcast seventy six? <laughs> Not really feeling the energy. Yeah, we need to pump up the energy a little bit. I think it's. I mean, when the intern came on, there was a noticeable drop, so we have to build that back up. Oh, he's like it's like. <laughs> <laughs> he's like what? Oh. Oh. A disappointment. He's like a like a energy sucking vortex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's close. Not really feeling the energy. Yeah, we need to pump up the energy a little bit. I think it's. I mean, when the intern came on, there was a noticeable drop, so we have to build that back up. Well, he's like a like he's like a psychological vampire. Vampire. <laughs> 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 oh, it's true. Mm-hmm. And then there was. Uh, what did Daniel say about Fifty Shades of Grey in Trailer Park Podcast nineteen? Nineteen. Don't, don't be swayed don't by that powerful like trailer song that they used with like the bold drum snap. I I know what's going. It's sexy. I get it. I was drawn in a little bit, but I couldn't shake that feeling. Mm. Well, that's fine. I can tell that you're worried. I shake that. Could you that what feeling? Skinamax. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. That's Cinemax good. I like that. Okay. I was drawn in a little bit, but I couldn't shake that Hallmark Cinemax feeling. Yes, Amanda. <laughs> that was pretty darn close. Pretty darn close. <clears throat> and the last one was, uh, what did Nathan say was the only thing left to do in Trailer Park Podcast 69? Dude. Bro. 69. Dude. Dude, bro. Nathan, bro. Dude, bro. Daniel, bro. It's oh, a- there's only one thing to do for this very special 69th episode. <laughs> no that is my territory don't you don't you fucking tread on my jokes did i get it wrong <laughs> okay so you're my to like we 69 yeah. each other <laughs> cousin nining <clears throat> there's only one thing to do for this very special 69th episode suck each other's cocks <laughs> <Come on. laughs> no? wow yep yeah, that was terrible. <clears throat> also, uh, ended up listening to the one with John Wick, and you were like, we were both like hesitant, excited, but but you said this could be Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> yeah. oh, Bangkok Dangerous takes me way back. The wall was full of Nicolas Cage with that flowing black mane. Oh, he was beautiful. Looked beautiful. I checked out uh, Mindhorn, so I will be taking a movie off my burden list. <laughs> yeah. I thought you already watched that. No. Oh. But it's uh, just been sitting there. That's a fun one. Coogan showed up. Yeah. He wasn't that funny in it, but he was. Uh, I just every time I see him, I'm like, oh, there you are, Coogie. Cougar. Hey, Coogs. Coogs. Yeah. It took me back a little bit, actually, because that actor is in a show called The Mighty Boosh. And I used to have a roommate that just loved The Mighty Boosh. And I was like, that's oh, that a- weird, like, live action adult swim show. Yeah. And I was like, that show's fucking stupid. And then here I am laughing at this asshole. In Mindhorn, and oh yeah, he was in that bullshit show. Mighty Boosh. Mighty Boosh. Yeah, that guy's absolutely ridiculous. I yeah, you know, I'm surprised he hasn't been in more things as like a peripheral character. 
just being a douchebag. Yeah. Did you generally like it? Did it have that same feeling to you as where like you could tell it was treading on tired territory, but somehow it was still funny? I was shocked that they resolved the thing in the trailer so quickly. Like he came out of the woodwork. They needed Minehorn to be Minehorn. They caught the guy and then he just was an asshole for like yeah. 40 minutes he was just a useless piece of shit his <laughs> depressing life and his trailer and his buddy and just oh it just got too sad it was too british it, it's very british too, yeah it does much, have that 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 sense to it yeah. yeah british sadness but overall it was uh it was enjoyable just maybe a bit too like you start to starts to drag so you're like Ugh, at, at a few points but for the most part enjoyable fun yeah that's you, fair you start to take pleasure in his uh if you can yeah it's about breaking through that barrier right because in those movies you're like ah you're either made uncomfortable by all of his failure or you start to enjoy it and if you can start to enjoy his failure then you know that's what hamlet 2 does right away it gets you to enjoy his his failure because of his optimism like he's not a sad person he's just ready to get back up and take another punch to the gut <laughs> right <laughs> and and Thorncroft, he's a little bit sadder. He's he's not taking the punches to the gut as much with with as much enthusiasm for the next punch. So it takes a little bit. Yeah, you're right. Well, toward the end, he starts to like uh, adopt his own depressive persona. But yeah. I, a lot of that first half, <laughs> he's just real willing to just just skim over it. Yeah. And there's so many people around him. Like even that um, stunt double. That's just like successful now that's just like you're a fuck, yeah. you're a fucking loser <laughs> no it's fine look at him he's an idiot yeah like uh, married his ex-wife and had beautiful kids or something <laughs> yeah yeah and then they do the flashbacks of him treating the stunt double like shit oh, yep it's good and good. uh we also checked out solo a star wars story how was that? Word on the street was it's the lowest of the Star Wars. It was long. It was long. It was. It ruined the Kessel Run. It ruined it. Oh, wow. But he's good. He's he's good as Solo. It, they just need to stop trying to connect it yeah. to it's something. That's a problem. There was, there was fun parts about it. I mean, we were entertained. Just a little too long. And they shouldn't have gone near the Kessel Run. Should have left the little. Kessel Run had majesty. It's like mystery, you know? they took... Everything that you love about Han Solo that you're not 100% sure about and tried to make it a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, they even named him in the goddamn movie. And it was just some sort of lame custom officer, mm -hmm. Imperial, that was like, huh, Solo. Yeah, he didn't By yourself, name. are you? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was. Oh, God. Didn't have a last name, so your last name is Solo because you're alone. Eh. Yeah. Kill me. Right. Eh. Sometimes things are better left unexplained. Yes. And Disney doesn't get that yet. But it's 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 a weird feeling because you're like, okay, I get it. You had to do this. And if this series continues, I think he does have the moxie mm -hmm. to carry a franchise as a character like that. But man. They didn't mm. do him many favors. Mm. That's for sure. So, but the casting was good. That was the only part I was actually yes. thought was decent was yeah. casting. choice. Very good. Mm. <clears throat> Babe? I watched The Death of Stalin. <gasps> How was Last it? Last Jedi. Gringo, thoroughbreds, <laughs> killing of a sacred deer. <laughs> okay. How do, you, how do you want to break these down? What do you want to do? We're going to break down killing of a sacred deer. Okay. Uh, the Death of Stalin, though, I watched that on an airplane. Yeah. It's pretty good. It yes. suffers from a current uh, a pet peeve of mine, and that is do not market a movie as something that it isn't. Mm. Stop doing this. And I feel like a, a lot of trailers are like this right now 
stop selling me a comedy when it's not a comedy. Yeah. Yes, I watched half of Downsizing. That's the same problem. Yeah, Downsizing yeah. is fucking we, awful. Yeah, that's a great example of that. We watched Downsizing. And we were like, Jesus Christ. Well, we got halfway through and yeah. This this guy made election and at, right afterwards he should have gone in the bathroom and killed himself because everything's <laughs> just terrible after that. <laughs> it's been a waste of time watching this guy. It's like, oh wait, he made election. And he made that. Oh, and he made that. Oh, it's just been, whew, it's a snowball. Yep. It's a snowball heading for a beach. Okay. <laughs> Babe? Um, yeah, so it's worth, it's worth, it's a good movie. It's worth watching. It's just not like the funny sort of slapsticky. It is not what I expected. The Stalin one? The Stalin one. Um, Last Jedi, I feel like if you've seen it, you probably don't. I, I don't know. I don't know why people are so upset about Jedi. I liked it just fine, but I have little to no expectation of the current Star Wars story. Uh, you know, they're fine. I, I don't expect them to be any more or any less than perfectly fine. So it was what I wanted. Um, then what did I watch? Thoroughbreds. Two. Thoroughbreds is good. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's only 90 minutes. If you're a 15-year-old girl, you should definitely watch it. It will play into your, like, angsty rage that you feel inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gringo, another another trailer that is not what the movie is. Yeah. Again, it was good. But I watched what half of it. Good? Yeah. Should um, I watch the second half? Yeah. I mean, yeah? it's... Okay. I... I it's not a ama- it's kind of forgettable but it was a decent movie it would it kept me amused for or interested i should say for a couple hours mm-hmm. it's it's long it's long um these are all on planes no gringo i watched at home oh okay and thoroughbreds and thoroughbreds i watched at home and then uh yeah Alone? Daniel, uh, did you watch any of these Daniel? uh no i watched uh, half a downsizing and i decided not to go back for the other half and i watched the commuter <laughs> On the plane. The commuter is literally that fucking plane movie with Liam on a train. That unknown, is that what it's called? <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think it's called Unknown, that the plane, it's it's the fucking same goddamn movie, but on a train. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's fine. Oh, and wait. It's no, 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 no. It's non, the plane one is nonstop. Nonstop. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nonstop. This is, this is, and then this is commuter, which is the same movie. Yeah, it's nonstop, colon, the train. Yeah. So they would be great, <laughs> great in a marathon together. Yeah, <laughs> you could do Taken we, nonstop. <laughs> together we watched The Killing of a Sacred Deer a couple and nights ago. It delivered? It's lingered with me. It was pretty good. It was weird, but in a... It's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to explain because it's most definitely not bad. It's not a bad movie. It has... It's very interesting because it's... The dialogue in the movie is incredibly, like, stilted. Like, no one sounds like a natural human. No, it's very jarring and off-putting. Yeah, but it, in a good way. Like it adds to the creepiness vibe mm-hmm. of the whole thing. I can't. How long is it? Two hours. Yeah, it's about two hours. Does it feel like two hours? What does it feel like? It felt like an hour forty-eight. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's very interesting and disturbing. Like the there's a sexual fetish theme that runs throughout the entire movie with men taking advantage of women that are conscious. That's um, totally unnecessary. Like it's super superfluous to the plot but it adds to the creepiness of the movie in general and the characters in the film um right and the the trailers were incredibly like sort of hidden and swampy about what the actual plot is should we reveal the plot no have you seen has has anyone here seen the lobster no 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 i think the intern has but he abandoned us and quit so i guess there's no input on the previous movie don't even talk (laughs) about unbelievable (laughs) fuck no 
<sighs> Feral is good. Kidman's good. Their their kids are good. The the main boy actor that's from a different family is good. Like Alicia Silverstone pops up. Alicia in Silverstone pops up and she's good. And she like five minutes of the movie. It's it's weird. I don't know that it. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I can't like say I'm good enough for me to think about it for days. So it's worth watching. Yeah, I can't say I'm going to rush back to watch it anytime soon. But it has left me with a creepy vibe for many days. Hmm. Sounds like we need to watch it, Charles. Do it. Okay. Right now. Perhaps. Perhaps right now, unless you guys have anything else to add. Unless no. you want to close this uh, I do out. real quick. I'm just gonna, I'm not going to go into it, but I'm going to recommend. Uh, I know that you had been off put by this series before because of the way they marketed it, and it was a big mistake that they marketed it that way. I'm going to say Dark is recommendable. The huh. show Dark. It's yeah. A, it was it's all a very interesting time travel movie. It doesn't have anything to do with Stranger Reference or similarity to Stranger Things. It's all about time. And honestly, it's one of the very few television series where if you want to take a pad of paper and a pen and keep track of these characters and who they are throughout time, it might make it more interesting and more fascinating for you. Because hmm. it's very complex, the, the time element to it. And it's really fascinating. Hmm. But I found myself having to like really, really pay attention to sort of bring the show to, to a conclusion. Hmm. And then... You watched the whole season? I did, yeah. Oh, wow. Did you like take turns... Watching episodes and then playing video games by yourself. <laughs> he definitely did do it by himself. So you nailed that. Yeah. And while we were on our honeymoon, it, you know, on this amazing once in a lifetime trip, he like is constantly bitching about how he needs to watch the last episode of Dark <laughs> alone. Well, yeah. Well, maybe we'll check out Dark together. Sounds like a good couples series. We all should do that because you're better at coupling. Yeah. And finally, I think the last thing we're going to talk about is a movie we, that we just watched. Where we just? Oh, oh, fuck yeah, Upgrade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that, that weird one with the Corey guy with the bump in his forehead. Yes. Yeah, Upgrade. I I really like this movie. Yeah. More, but, it, but it comes from an odd place because the movie itself is, is great. There's not as much like action, violence, fighting as I wanted or as the trailer implied. But what is there is incredibly satisfying. But the more important thing is is that if there's an upgrade to, it's going to be fucking awesome. They teed up a great franchise. Yeah, they built a cool-ass universe where there's humans modifying themselves and having all sorts of weird fucking little abilities. And there's something about the way the actor, because the actor has that chip in his neck, you know, so it's like his brain is telling the chip what to do and the chip is telling his body what to do. Yeah. He performs at this like half second delay between what he yeah. wants to do and what his body does. The he, whole movie that's he, very he, consistent and like makes it seem just enough robotic. Like it's... He looked like he was... New, there's little nuances. They put a lot of time and thought in this movie. There's little nuances that pop up all the time. They're unnecessary, but they add to the universe. And yeah. It's very if, enjoyable. If you guys hadn't gone on a, a honeymoon, it was going to be a fulcrum. Ooh. <clears throat> because I watched the trailer and he looked like he was doing that really well. There was things about it that were kind of like, hmm, is this going to be too hokey? But the the parts where he's doing that, um, where, he, where he's interacting with that chip in, in the trailer is... Very intriguing. He's executing it very well. Yeah, we were we were laughing out loud because that first when he first lets the thing take over oh his body. Oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, he's like just like fucking breaking glasses and dishes over some dude's face, like just tearing him up. And the actor is like horrified by what he's yeah. doing yeah, as yeah, he's yeah. doing it. Yeah, there's a bit of that in the trailer where he's where his face is like freaking out at what his body's doing. That's really, <laughs> yeah, really it's, interesting. It's, it's Didn't they fun, like yeah. make a like a it's this meets this. Thing. I was like, it's John Wick meets something, and it was like a perfect. Oh yeah, you did have a perfect like anal analogy. It's John Wick plus something sci-fi. 
Yeah. It's really good. Hmm. But I, but I suspect upgrade two would be even better. Yeah. Upgrade 2.0. You guys want uh, one more sexual position before we leave tonight? Give it to me. Yeah. Do you have one in mind? Uh, not really. I'm just going to click one. A 77, of course, is a bro secret. That's when you go to bed expecting a 76 and you wake up with one of your roommates, male, in the bed with you, too drunk to know for sure that nothing happened, and then coming to terms with something just in case it happened. 76. That's like, <laughs> a vague one. 77. Did I jerk my roommate off? <laughs> 77. <laughs> That's one of the best parts of all the sexual positions. Is like this outlandish, ridiculous thing, and then at the end, just a 77. <laughs> yeah. Eight, eight. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Have a good night, everybody. TrailerParkPodcast.com, at Podcast. This is it. We'll never see you again. See you for episode 101. Goodbye, friend. Enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs>